Welcome back to the Kickback Podcast. I am one of the hosts. I go by Peter, Kofi Peter, Peter, as you know. And I got my two fellow co-hosts. Avery, what's good? Chris, what's good? Hello, hello. It's good to be back. Good, everybody. Happy, uh, happy evening. Good evening. What is it? It's good evening. Yeah, it's good happy evening. Happy Friday. I got you. Happy yeah, Friday. yeah, yeah. You know, tired and mixing up expressions, you know. So we, we off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, man. But as I always do, how was your weeks, man? You know. How was so life? Well, I take that back. You know, I got I got one more class before I'm done with my uh, degree. I like it. Oh, it start okay. it starts. Uh, well, this come out on Monday, this, but my classes start on Wednesday. So uh, hopefully, it's not too bad. <laughs> you know, fingers crossed. You know, y'all say a pray for Chris. Hopefully we'll do that. Sending, 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 sending prayers. Sending prayers. Okay. Congratulations, my dude. Um, Not much. Um, I was just going to ask Chris, was it his capstone he's working on? Is it like a thesis, master thesis or something? No, no, no. I did did the, I could have did a a thesis if I wanted to get my uh, doctorate and I don't. So I'm I'm not doing that. So it just, it's just, it's just a regular class. Uh I mean, it's a uh, more of an engineering based class than it is like a, environmental engineering class like it's 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 a uh, uh like actual like civil engineering type stuff in there too and i'm not particularly strong in that i mean like i i, I just had one of those this past semester and i gotta be in it but at the same time it's just like it's kind of like just it's, you know somewhere out of the comfort zone of what i'm typically used to but it's you know it's not it's not bad yeah it's challenging i guess yeah 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 it's just it's kind of like a different perspective mm-hmm it's like leaning more towards the actual like. Well, I can't really say it's like like because environmental engineering is engineering. It's just kind of a different facet than you know like the actual civil engineering. But it's just like a a, a different cog, different cog in my mind has to turn for that. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, just you know, there's areas you're strong at. There's areas you may be a little bit weaker out and just want to but it's strong especially when you got one glass left um but yeah i'm doing okay um kind of happy as end of the work week um thank god supposed to be okay i can't complain so i'll take it where i can okay good that's that's good uh yeah thank my god work, my work week well i had to go and so the team that I was on at my job, I had to go in every week and starting on October. So I was going in every Wednesday. And bro, that physically was not the best thing. I to wake up at five in the morning mm. and then and then like prepare for a six AM train. The day before I have to iron my clothes, pick get my food, 
pack my backpack. It's like a field trip. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to do all yeah, of that. Sounds like a field trip. <laughs> I have to do all of that. Get the train, and then still somehow be like ten minutes late to my job because the train has delays. Somehow, you know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then when I'm coming back, I take a seven p.m. train. So when I get up at five or five forty or five forty-five because I come in came in late and I have to actually for lunch. I leave around that time, get to the, at the train station around six thirty ish, and then. The train says it's coming at 7.30, but it really it came at like 8.10. And then I get home by 10. Yeah, you're still you're commuting all the way from Richmond, right? Yeah, yeah. So Ooh, that was tough. But mm-hmm. um then they're having uh they're switching uh, our teams. I'm gonna be going to a different team, which is more aligned to what I'm used to doing. This other team I was on, I ain't gonna hold you. Spinning my wheels for ninety percent of the work, but this team I'm going on is more natural than what I know how to do. So, and I won't be going in the office with this new team. So plus, so, huh. it'll be fully remote. But yeah, it's a, they're transitioning us right now, so everything's. But um, I could be getting busier because we're gonna start getting into the nitty gritty stuff, but. We'll see. We'll see what happens in, you know, in the next couple of months. But yeah, it's been a cool week. Can't complain. Um, yes, yeah, nothing to complain about. It's been a wild week for uh, these topics. Well, cer- a certain topic that's like the hottest thing in the world right now. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's other things going on too, but you know, insurrections mm-hmm. not usually fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what to talk about, everybody. Hey, that's that's an off off camera conversation. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jada was. <laughs> All right, um, let's just get let's let's get let's get to it. So, Jada Pinky Smith has a book that's coming out, and it came out. I think it came out yesterday. It's called Worthy. But the days prior to her book coming out, she was going on a press run. And I'm just going to get into the three things she said, just to give you some background of why it's been like a hot week for them or a controversial week for them. So the first thing she does that makes headlines is say that her and Will Smith have been separated for six years. Thanks. Which kind of make Will Smith slap and Chris Rock look crazy. But yeah, that looks wild. If if you put it like that, that looks wild. And then, well, let me add this to it. She also said that during the period where she was separated from Will Smith, Chris Rock allegedly tried to ask her out when she heard that, when he heard there were rumors that they were getting a divorce. To his credit, when he when she when she told him, this is what she said, when she told him that she was still married and she wasn't getting a divorce, he apologized. But if Will knew that, then yeah, that that gives some context to the slap. But I digress. Now, and a third thing she said during this promo run is that Tupac's record. It's her soulmate. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, um, that's interesting. Um, I'm not sure if we're reading the same article here, um, but the one in NPR is, has an interview with her. She was describing it as um, a big brother, little sister type of love, very platonic. Sometimes she was like my nemesis, you know, and there's other things that really got me. It just accomplished so much. Um, okay. and it, so that is something to consider when you think about that. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll, I, I want to get to the last thing that she said that to me, this was the one, this is the peak. This, this one I'm about to say is the peak shit that triggered me. The last thing she said during her interview runs that, that made a lot of headlines was she was confused that Will Smith called her her husband. I mean, her wife, when she when he was making that speech about, you know, when he slapped her, she was confused that he referred to her as her wife. That would, be wild. <laughs> that, that would be that would be wild. Imagine you're Will Smith. <laughs> it was, she was confused that after this man slapped this man and made a speech defending you. You're confused. You're married to come on. You're separated. You're married to this man, and you say you're confused that he called you your wife. Now, I did some more digging on her background, her life, how she grew up to get more context to this to make sense of it. But I'll give you what I think. But from what I said, what is your opinion? You can take whatever I said and and just go from there. I I I'll give my opinion when y'all done. Uh, well, if y'all don't mind me starting off, I think it's kind of like uh, what we were saying uh, off screen, offline uh, here a while ago. It's kind of like this is all of this feels like it's clickbait. <laughs> like, like they're clearly like trying to work. At least she's trying to work up to something. Like you just said, she's about she either is or 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 is about to release a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like you know getting herself out there. I think. I think Avery, you said earlier, like this, this falls like the pattern, like a, a while ago. I, f- I forget what they did, but you're right. Cause I remember, I think Will had something coming out and then they were in the news again <clears throat> at that time. Book. The voice crack. Yeah. Like he had, um, he had a new movie coming. He was mm-hmm. in, he was in an interview recently with, I don't remember the name of the magazine, but you know, it was talking about the movie. It was talking about, you know, the juicy details on the Will Smith's lab. I mean, Will Smith's lab. I met the uh, Chris Rock's not slap. And then there was a few um, other aspects that they were working on. So, you know, it's like you, you see this. It's like, where do you go from here? And then mm. now, two, three years later, they're repeating the same pattern. And um, now they're kind of playing upon, you know, things that were really popular in the black community, such as Tupac. You know, Tupac has been, um, his, his murderer has been found recently. And, um, you know, again, they start pulling on heartstrings to get you interested, to get you involved in the project, you learn more about them, then you find, hey, I got a book coming. It seems like a very short scheme for sales. For sure, bro. And it's like, when, and like, when you put it into that context, it feels so obvious what's happening. Cause, mm-hmm. cause if, cause in all honesty, if it's not that, if it's not what we're thinking, if it's not for like the clickbait, then something's wrong with them in a way. That I don't even want to like, 
remotely explore. <laughs> like they just they're just like that. They're just wired to be just like uh I don't I, what, what's the word to describe them? Uh unconventional. Sure. Yes. Both of those. Like it's just it doesn't because it, it just otherwise like what they're doing, the things that they're just putting out in the media at these at these specific times when when they have stuff coming out, it would not make sense unless it just so happens to align <laughs> somehow repeatedly just aligns with with their just like oh yeah you know Tupac's my soulmate da 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 whatever whatever whatever's coming out uh, read my book <laughs> you know yeah, like if I got an ulterior motive it just you know makes sense to try to incentivize you in this um, this manner All right. I'm like I haven't been important in what 15 20 years now since i last had a movie <laughs> so here let me tell you something juicy even if it may or may not be true <laughs> right yeah i for me doing some of the i'll be real with you all of this stuff that you were saying just from any man that has an ego or any pride you, I look at Will Smith, I'm like, how is he taking this? Because she done said that a whole other man's a soulmate. And I, we can get into the whole soulmate thing where a soulmate, your brother can be a soulmate, your mom could be a soulmate. Like, that's a very, people romanticize that word, soulmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it could just be like someone who's, who's deeply connected to you. But to the general public, I guess deep, like to to like I guess soul level. But to the general public, you know they're gonna run with they're gonna run with that your romantic. They're gonna run with that. So I don't understand mm-hmm. why she would say that publicly. Well, again, it's like it's like how Avery uh, said off screen before. Like like the, the, it clearly has to be for clickbait because you're gonna say because. As far as I'm aware, like they're not divorced yet, right? It, so she's going to say, just because she's just so broad-minded and just so you know open to everybody, just like yeah, Tupac was actually my soulmate, and, and she's you know it's it's no way like I refuse to believe that she doesn't have the common sense to understand that. I refuse to believe it, and if that is the case, then I'm scared for how. The, for uh, what the conscience their children was raised with. Yeah, and like, even, okay, even if it is to sell a book, just the embarrassment on, like, I, I get it. We're trying to sell a book, too. Like, they are trying to make money. But just the embarrassment and the e- your ego being hit, when you say that, you're confused that he called you your, your wife. You're caught. I told my brother this, like, you're kind of friend zoning your husband. Mm-hmm. That's like that's crazy to me. But her backstory is kind of crazy. Like she, her, both her parents were on drugs. Her dad wasn't in her life. I think I saw an interview where like she said like her dad told her that she couldn't, he couldn't be her father, right? So that upbringing. When you don't have like love coming from your dad, that could like, or just just your parents in general, like you don't have that love coming from there, like you don't know what love is. So when I when she 
gives that story like of her life because her movie her book is called worthy like someone that feels unworthy someone that feels unworthy of themselves if you if you don't think you're worthy of love how can you take in love and how can you like take love from somebody else because clearly will doing whatever he's doing for her isn't enough for her it's not <laughs> if you're going to say all that you're confused the man was doing that as an act of love and you so i i look at just like her upbringing to be probably the reason why because i know clickbait and stuff but this is just i mean it's definitely <laughs> this is crazy man mm-hmm. it's, it's not a fun situation um even really shit like that probably at the national level um I, I again because we've kind of been hogging on this for so long uh with the the you know the, the ulterior motive here um maybe like we don't really know what's going on in their like personal lives but we always know they always been a little eccentric um and even having you know polyamorous relationships um you know being out in the community getting hall passes um not really I can't really speak to like how they're raising their children or whatnot, but you know, just even the way how the level they've been interacting with their children, um, from what we see from the public eye, it's not very um No you know what I'll just go ahead and skip that, but you guys kind of skip what I'm- I, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I, I track, I follow you. I know yeah. you're getting at because like you say that, right? Um Jaden Smith put his mother onto psychedelic drugs. Which is wild but it was for her to get off the uh because she had suicidal thoughts she went to this camp she went to this camp that is called is it called ayahuasca i forgot the name of it forgot the name of the site but it's a psychedelic drug that but then it fix it helps with the brain and all of that but that's wild that your son put you onto that that's just yeah 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 and then i think i heard willow smith on the red table talk say she's in a polyaramis relationship so you can you can tell like the family over there they move at a different heart like they move at a different speed over there it's not it's very uncon unconventional you know and at the, at this at the at the same time it's their business man like right you know? yeah but you know again celebrities and rich people just really aren't normal people they never have been they always take care of it's it's just like I don't care, but I care to a certain degree because this is someone that we grew up with. I mean, this was Fresh Prince. This was yeah. uh, Poetic Justice. Is that the right movie with Jada? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, no. That, that's Tupac. Sorry. See, it's <laughs> the problem. Like, but, you know, just to bring it full circle. It's, it's cool. It's like, cool. It's cool. It's they cool. have these um, these roles that, you know, that show authentic Black love, and especially, yep. yeah, you know, we, they, you know, growing up, there wasn't really too much of that on the all we had was like Martin and, you know, kind of like the, 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 the roles that were very stereotypical here. Help me out. I can't remember all of them. Stereotypical. Oh uh, yeah. Very typical, very like, um, I forget what it was. They had a, they had a couple words for these, um, you know, especially coming off from the really racist films in the twenties the, the and stuff, but, um, they always had you know, to, to demasculate the, the black household, for example. 
you know, they have to put men in these uh, these dresses. They have to make women more uh, masculine and unattractive. They had to have the children being, you know, unintelligent, right? So they were always pushing this narrative until we started to see more people like ourselves inside these, these these roles. And now they're kind of like classic for royalty. I mean, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's sad to see, you know, other people kind of leading in this direction. I mean, other people as in, will and um jada's relationship but you know again it's just you know you want to see them do better yeah and they've said that although they've had all these issues and this that and the third they're in a life partnership and they're going to figure this thing out how they yeah. want to figure it out and, and you know so. we start talking about relationships especially in the modern era i mean we live in a very transitional time um with you know just rights and I believe recently there was a woman that won um, the Nobel Peace Prize because she opened up over 200 years, she analyzed 200 years of data and it offered us like, you know, an advancement in women's, uh, women's uh, history when it comes to work and like the study had, become, had got us like 60 years or something. I can't remember the exact number, but you know, it was just like we live in these very transitional time. Women are being breadwinners, they're being high earners, they're you know, no longer saying that they need men to help support them for the household, but what becomes of the household, right? What becomes of uh, these individuals who are no longer needing? So we don't have the same social pressures and whatnot. And I'm not just talking about women in this example, but, you know, just in general, because again, <laughs> we have, um, you know, mega corporation buying up mm -hmm. properties. There's uh, outside influence and, you know, American heartland with stuff being bought up. Um, you know, of course, there's climate change and there's, there's a lot of political unrest. So there's, you know, there's, there's definitely a change uh, that's occurring and it's like, and it's being reflected on our, I'm getting off topic. But, um, I, I know, I know you're getting that, like, in yeah. this day and age, things are like in your face, transparent. Yeah. Like, there, there was a time where like celebrity was like very like mystique. Yeah. Like there was a mystique mm -hmm. to celebrity and there was mystique to certain information but like now you have the access to too much but yeah man god bless them i will say this seeing this information and seeing this play out the way that it has i've questioned marriage myself uh because i don't want like just from seeing will side of it I don't want a situation where like, or just, it's as men, where you pour so much into somebody, you think it's something, you're in a relationship, everything is going well as you think it is. She's making you think it's going well. And then one day, it's not enough. And you poured so much into it, you're like, damn, how do I move? That's the type of stuff men are scared of. I can't speak for every man, but I'm just saying, me specifically, I'm scared of that because that's what they're kind of showing with this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you you can't like. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't you can't use this like a, as a standard. This, this is, so, I, I I wouldn't I would venture to say this is uh somewhat of an abnormal situation. I mean, not not to say where somebody's like wasting your time in a relationship, but where it's to like this degree. Like this, this is clearly like not, not a situation where I would say, I don't know, 99.99% of people would find themselves in where, you know, like 
your your uh quote unquote significant other is uh uh dunking on you in interviews and using that as a chance to sell her book see and it's a platform you know that's being propelled by like you know pop culture or whatever yeah well yeah yeah i wouldn't say this uh this is like again unconventional but i just think from a man's perspective like pouring into somebody that and then them flipping on you like that's just you know i just think every man that sees these headlines that's what they think is like yo you can love somebody and then it just goes shoot <laughs> and you just don't know where it's got but yeah man i mean we pray for them they said they're gonna work it out they have a life partnership they'll figure it out um and yeah but speaking to uh their fuck their uh jada's favorite and soulmate he's getting justice yes yes he's getting justice um so that <clears throat> voice keeps cracking yeah keefy d um the man that was in the car he he was on the rear the rear side of the car of the people that shot or the car that had the person that shot Tupac, he has been arrested and taken into custody. This is coming off of what? 25 is how many years? It's close to almost uh, 97, 98, 27 years. It's 96, 96. 27 years. Okay. Yeah. This is 27 years after Tupac's record had been murdered. And to give some backstory, Keefe D was the he's the only person that's alive. He uh had been doing interviews with Vlad TV and a bunch of Tupac pro Tupac channels detailing what happened in the situation, de- detailing the events that led to Tupac getting shot and also put it in the book. You know, and now he has been arrested and and will be in court to have his day. But again, some other backstory is I think when he was saying this information, he had thought he had recent agreement with um the LAPD mm-hmm. um for a prior case. And I think the person who had him on that case was the person that was actually investigating the Biggie case. And I think he had got caught with drugs. And in exchange for information on the Tupac murder, uh, his uh, charges would be dropped. And he did an agreement where in that specific uh, setting, they couldn't use his words against him. However, he thought it was smart to go on Vlad and other Tupac pro... (laughs) Tupac Pro channels and keep telling them what happened that day or what happened in the murder and everything. Yeah. Any thoughts on this? Because I mean, it's kind of admissible unless it's in the court, right? So he can say whatever he wants, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's got a hall pass and it's not unable to, and you can't confirm if he's lying or not, you know, could just be all the five. But, you know, but we do we do have evidence 
So, you know, we, it is forensic. Um, they probably gave him a grace period for his cooperation on uh, the Biggie case. So it's, um, it's, it's like how far was the Department of Justice going to let this slide, I, I suppose. Yeah. I, and it's like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it, it's weird that they're doing, I'm actually shocked that they arrested him and they're putting him in jail. Because these interviews have been on the internet for like three, four years. Yeah, it's been a while. It's no. been a while. So I was shocked. But go, Chris. In fact, no, I was, well, as you said that, like, in fact, like, as I saw, like, the news the other day, like, I was just like, oh, that name looks really familiar. And now I looked it up. And it was like, I found out it was the dude who was doing all those interviews, like you was just saying. I was just like, oh, it's him. I was like, how was, <laughs> I'm like, how, how are they just now, like, bring this up again? It's been, it's been years. But uh, I guess if he had a, had a uh, deal with the courts or whatever, then maybe they wouldn't touch him. But if, but if it's like you guys are saying, like they have forensic evidence to bring him in, then you know that kind of like changes the ball game a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think the problem with him and the, the reason why he's probably going to go to jail, he gave so much detail to the story mm-hmm. that has been caught, like. If you follow pop culture, like everybody kind of knows the story. He Tupac got into a fight with one of the one of the people in the car, beat him up because that took one of the somebody in their crew's chain. So he beat him up in the hotel wherever they were at. And then they were in Vegas in the car, him and Sugar in the car, and then Keefy D, that the guy that got beat up and two others got in the car. They saw him. And they shot the car up. So that's been the story for a long time. And mm-hmm. KPD confirmed it and said even more. He even said that the person that shot him his was his nephew, the one that got jumped. So with all that, I'm like, this should have been happening a long ass time ago. I, yeah. I don't know what. It's basically what, a confession right there. Exactly. Like accessory to murder. Mm-hmm. And if not, like it's even more than accessory because he they plotted, he plotted, he's the one that gave the guy the gun. Yeah, he said, so stupid. He said that in the interviews. <laughs> we gotta get man, black people, man. We gotta, we need to stop saying that. We need to stop, st- uh, uh, we need to stop snitching on ourselves. I mean, no one said a thief was uh, was smart. You know what I mean? Like, if I if I if you told me I'll put on Facebook, you're out of town for a few weeks, and yeah, like my dumb butt reads this online, then I'm gonna go rob your house, right? But that's all me if I tell everybody, hey, look how much stuff I pull from your house. Like, it's kind of like bragging rights, I guess, and thinking they wouldn't catch me until I get caught. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, you know, I, there's a part of me that feels good that the Tupac. Thing is getting solved, but it's just like he had to do a whole interview that's been on the internet for five years before the L- before Las Vegas PD said, "You know what? We got to yeah, catch this guy." No, I was just gonna say like honestly, like it kind of feels kind of empty now, you know, because it's just like like it, it's not even a secret. It's oh. not like they had to do like a whole bunch of like like a whole bunch of like deep diving and stuff. Like like sure, like yes, you have the forensic evidence now, but like. He's literally told you what happened. 
he, I'm pretty sure he didn't hold back unless unless it wasn't his nephew that shot him. It was actually oh, no. he, he told he told he told that he told he told details that only somebody in the crowd could yeah say. yeah exactly. So it's just like you, know, you were there. Like I feel like that's all at this point. I'm not saying you know just from the fact of the way he got caught. <laughs> Here, let me go do an interview on it. Right. Here, let me go write about it. Here, let me sell a book for the fact that I can't uh, I don't murder somebody, got away with it. I beat the case, isn't that what they always talk about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't there was no see the problem with him was it wasn't even no case on him. Like he could have avoided all of this. Like but you know it, like you said, Avery, some people aren't smart. They do it to themselves. Yeah. And he, he's probably gonna go to jail for a while for right. He's an old guy anyway. He's really old. Like what is he? Um, sixties, late, late sixties. Probably in the sixties. Probably in the sixties. I mean, because what was Tupac when he died? Around thirty. He was like twenty-five. Now, mind 25. you, the guy that did it. Mind you, this guy's an older guy than Tupac at that time. Okay. So he's probably in his sixties right now. Let's look him up. Like we got the power of internet, human. And the internet has really like the human stuff. Has really oh, ruined people's lives, man. Really, has really ruined people's lives. But um, rest in peace, Tupac. You got your justice. It does feel empty, like Chris says. Like Chris said, but speaking of empty feelings and feelings, have any of you listened to the new Drake album? I did. Keefe D is sixty, by the way. Sixty. Okay. Yeah. That's right on that. But yeah, Chris, how was the Drake album? Uh, I mean, not really. I listened to it actually today as I was working. Not not for the podcast or anything, but my brother just told me he listened to it the other day and he did not give me any opinion on it. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> was a telltale sign there. He's not it's not like he's a Drake fan or anything. It's just like he just didn't feel anything about it. And as I listened to it, I, I understood why. It felt more like a just like a hodgepodge, a uh, what's another word for that? Like, like just a maybe a compilation of just Players. songs put together. Like, there felt no rhyme or reason for it to be put together. That makes sense. Like, if you listen to it straight through, which I did, because uh, again, like I was working today, and granted, I I wasn't I wasn't focused on it. It was a, it was I listened to it straight through. No, uh, I didn't. I didn't skip at all, even though there, there was a couple I kind of wanted to. Um, <laughs> but and and, th- and don't get me wrong, like there's there's a few uh, songs that uh, caught my attention. I didn't look on the track to see what they they were called. But uh, like, I could go my whole life with never listen to that again. Okay. <laughs> it was I was not impressed in any way, shape, or form. Um, I listened to. I only listened to two songs on the album because they were talked about. It was a first person shooter with J. Cole, and J. Cole killed that. Yeah. He bodied Drake. Um, and 8 a.m. in Charlotte, which were the rap records. Um, I wasn't at first when he announced the album, I was like, oh, for all the dogs, he's just gonna straight rap on this because he's saying it's for the dogs. The first single was Scissor, he's singing. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not <laughs> listening to this bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I almost on that first one. On that first one, when it first came in, on that first track, 
I was like, I'm gonna turn this off right now. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> like I started, I started typing on my computer. Then I just heard it. I said, I'm gonna turn this off right now. <laughs> like, I, I, I just can't. I can't. Like he, he does this all the time. Like he'll give us like, well, I'm gonna give you all this like rap out, and then you put do this like. So I was just like, you know what, Drake, it's not for me. And from the reviews that I've heard. I don't think I'm going to like it. So I'd rather just save myself. But <laughs> there's an older guy by the name of Joe Budden. Uh, people, you don't know him. He has a song called Pump It Up. You know, honestly, I do apologize. I really thought when the brief, when we, we, we talked about it after, before the show, I really thought that said Joe Biden just happened to me. Because <laughs> I'm like, you know, during uh, Obama's presidency, you know, he get, um, what was it? One of Kendrick's um, most famous albums dropped that year in Obama. <laughs> You know, actually invited the guy to the White House to have a conversation with him, talk about his album. And so I figured Joe Biden, you know, maybe listen to hip hop in his art in his spare time, you know, just being the vice president of the um, Obama's administration. Yeah, the day Joe Biden gives an opinion on a rap album, man, that would be that's comedy gold right there. I mean, have you seen Congress lately? Like, yeah, enough. <laughs> but Joe Biden had Joe, I'm saying Joe Biden myself. Joe Biden. We're going to talk into existence. Going to have it one day. Okay. But these were Joe Biden's comments on the album. Quote unquote, he rapping for the children. Yo, dog. I had to look up how old this ninja was when I listened, when I was listening to the album. You are 36. Your, your birthday is. 20 days. I googled that too. You're going to be 37 years old. Get the fuck away from some of these young ninjas and stop fucking these 12 12 year olds. 25 year olds. 25 year olds. That was his criticism. That was his criticism that he's rapping for the youngest. And let me go into Drake's response. Drake. Is this on Twitter? Yeah, this is on... No, Joe, Joe Buttons was on um, his podcast, and this is on Instagram. This is Drake's response. Drake starts at Joe Budden. You have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, remember, you're watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter <laughs> gave their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switched careers because the things that popped into your brain had you broke living check to check, and the raps you write had 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty ends. I forgot. Dusty jeans to screw up their face to move music 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. And then what else did he say? Please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset after after the fact. This guy is a poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up through your jersey. We don't even remember your number. We know you for doing this. You withdraw from rap not because you accomplished all you need to. It's because it's not working for you anymore. And he went on and on, and I'll end with this. 
This man is projecting his own self-hate and the fact I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If you need it, put it in simpler terms. I own 767. He owns a modest house in 973 and flies first class. This nigga was just going off. And he said he said something about having your opinion isn't your own thing. I don't know, man. This dude, he just went off. Like, it just sounds like he went off. But he had some, uh, bars in that. that was- what are your thoughts on Drake's response? <clears throat> um, definitely. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Avery. No, I was just, I was just commenting. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it sounded like uh, y'all know that uh, Jordan meme, and I took that personally. Yeah, that's what that felt like. <laughs> that whole thing. That's what that felt like. I took that personally. Like Joe Budden's breathing, and I took that personal. Like it's it was it's it's already clear for for uh, those who who aren't aware, uh, Joe Budden and Drake aren't exactly what you call friends. Okay, um, and I, I I do feel like Drake went too far with his explanation of why Joe Budden's a a failure or whatever. Because <clears throat> I mean, we we can say what we want to, but we actually know Joe Joe Budden as a rapper. I you know, like like he, why he wasn't like famous to the degree of a Drake. He was he he was like at least like if you were to go back, I don't know what Thanks 10, 15 years, uh, two thousand and three, so about twenty years ago. Okay, twenty years ago. Wow, we're getting old. Um, <laughs> pump, <laughs> but you know pump, what I'm saying? Like up. like he it, like like why he wasn't like like the most popular. Like people actually didn't know who Joe Budden was. Oh my goodness! I just got the okay. Pump it up, Fast and yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah pump pump it up, just please. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, he has a pretty interesting career here. I mean, he's dropping uh, so many albums from back to back. It looks a little pop punk, but it looks too much for me. Yeah. Um, oh, you go keep going, Avery. Yeah, but I see why, you know, even Drake, you know, kind of found this guy to be on his radar because he does see him as a potential threat, quote unquote. Um, you know, just based on his track record, I mean, this is still pretty successful just looking at some of the projects he's been a part of. I mean, granted, his heyday was in 2003, which isn't particularly relevant 20 years later, but, you know, this is probably someone Drake listened to at one point and maybe was. Okay. He did. Uh, looked at him as a mentor, same way uh, J. Cole did with nice. I can't remember the guy's name, but um, you know, maybe he felt some type of way and disrespected and just yeah, you know, hence the um the, the outlash in his um IG post. Yeah, um I, I I skipped this, but Drake also said I never want anyone in in the generations to think that the whole everybody's entitled to their own opinion is a real thing. I mean, it's a like, like, no one knew that is a what thing? It's a real thing. Oh, it's a real thing. Thoughts on that specific quote? Because that's the one that I got. That's the part. I, I didn't care about the other stuff because he was just being emotional. Artists have to learn that, like, yo, opinions ain't laws. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody got a butt, uh, or everybody got an opinion, and it's not the law, dog. Like you going on this, like you're entitled to feel or respond how you respond because you, you and Joe Button, there's something there, some light skin beef. I don't know what it is. Somebody took somebody girl from the past. I don't know, but it sounds very personal. 
We're trying to get over that. I was like, wow, Peter has grown so much. Not a light skin joke yet. Nah. <laughs> get hey, that. Listen, man. You got sneak one hey, in listen. there and the belt. Listen. I call no, foul rent. Listen. It almost feels like automatic at this point in time. <laughs> listen, Joe, Joe Budden has a whole album called Mute, Mood Music. This guy has a whole album called Take Care. These guys really get into their feelings, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, Joe Budden's criticism, I'll defend him from this standpoint. Drake, you do look like you're in a mid, midlife crisis. Painting your fingernails, doing this weird shit with your hair. And you're making music for little kids. That's why I don't want to listen to this album. For real. Because it sounds like he's making music for the uh, the Lil Yachty's group. I mean, he has to stay relevant, too, though. I got to collab with them. I was, um, you're only as good as your last um, look, right? Yeah. And, you know, and I will say this as, as I listen to the album and digest still kind of. It felt in this. It felt like he played. He made that album for multiple niche groups. Like there might be like one or two songs on there that different niches would like. If that makes okay. sense, yeah. But, sure. but if you but if you listen to it all the way through, it just sounds like wow. There's there's no cohesion in this at all. It doesn't feel. Yeah, like and that's another problem I have with him and how he makes albums. Like listen to nothing was the same. Or take care. He sounded like he was actually a young man that's trying to grow up. Mm-hmm. Just from the reviews and even from his last two albums, he sounds like a grown man acting like a child. Asking 21 to do something for him, make some bars to my pussy ass ex for me. Like it just sounds like, yo, nigga, are you 25 or 35? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, personally, I never would have thought, um, you know, Drake from 2007 would work with a guy like Little Yachty, for example. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, again, it's like, well, who's the music for? Because you do make an, a great point about the audience. Um, I'm not saying SZA is a bad act, um, speaker for singer, um, for example, but he does have a whole track dedicated uh, with SZA on the, uh, on the line called Slime You Out. Like, what is that? Yeah. Slime you out. Oh, is it, is, really is that the name of the song on there? Yeah. Yeah. I just listened to it. I, I have no idea what the tracks are. And then he has like lyrics where he says he feels mm-hmm. bi when, when the girls come around. Like just cringy stuff. Cool Drake. Disenchantment of Drake. Yeah. You know, it's just he's he's kind of I think he needs inspiration. I think he needs a new muse. I think he needs to be get his finger back on the pulse because i mean at the end of the day it's still something that can't be taught you know trying to figure out what's going to be the next sound yeah um, and the issue also is like he has like diehard fans yeah it's like they they like it because it was just that drake came out like like objectively like if, if we're just putting if we're just putting like like any drake album just out there they're decent in the sense that Drake sound doesn't sound bad at all. Drake does not sound Drake sounds good. Overall, Drake sounds good. He has a good sound. But okay, just like sorry. What'd you say? No, I said you still can't rap. He just talks after time. Well, I'm like, bro, you've been at it for 15 years. And you still can't get a decent track out. Wonder why you don't cross over, like. <laughs> I'll say I'll say this about that, Abe. It does sound like he's talking when he raps. I I, mm-hmm. I I appreciate it when he at least 
attempts. My problem with him is like he keeps he keeps doing the I rap, but I have to I have to sing. And his singing, I just I just can't with his. He sounds like he's out of breath when he's singing. Uh, yeah, seeing how big he is, he probably is. Just, I, I can't, I can't, man. I can't with it, man. <laughs> he probably needs to hit the gym. But uh, I'm just looking at some of these pictures here. They're just blowing me. Um, like he's got these curling irons in his hair. But in this one, um, See what I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you know, this is a far, a far. It's, a, it's an exaggeration. He's just kind of lost what you know, what Drake was during that time frame, you know, back when his, um, uh, you know, his early, his really early albums. I mean, what is this? Take Care. Take Care, um, his first album, the, the, and then it was another album he did with um, Lil Wayne and stuff. Yeah. But that was actually fun. That was new. That was fresh. Um, but now we just feel like some old head trying to, like, what is this look here? Yeah, yeah. I just found this. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you're looking at the one we had, like the braid clips or whatever was in his yeah, hair. Yeah, and then he got like, the grills, like he has, like I'm a grill in like, or something. Yeah, I'm like, what you doing, bro? Coming out from Michael Jackson crown? What, like, no one comes. Oh, he actually tied Michael Jackson for the uh, record for number one hits. Okay, so I just want to say, 1980s a lot different from 2023 when we have double the population on the planet for crying out loud. Yeah, so I think the margins were. A little bit easier for him to accomplish that goal. Mm-hmm. And and I just found because I had to find some of the lyrics for this album, and I just found something. I'm gonna read this lyric to you. Mm-hmm. Feel like I'm by because you're one of the guys, girl. See, uh-huh. when I, see, and then when I when I make jokes and I say stuff about this dude, y'all be like, "Oh, Peter, you hate it." What what is that? Well, does that I mean, even make sense? I mean, you know, this is the perfect time just to bring um Jamar back on the Oh team. man, just to defend him. Shamar Honestly, bro, that 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 line right there, it sounded like he just didn't have anything to say. So he just he just it was just like, What if I said you're like one of the guys? And if you're one of the guys, would that make me buy? Oh, that's a bar right there. Let me write that down. <laughs> probably his thought process. <laughs> uh, like I'm just happy that they're <laughs> recording um AI music now. Cause I, I just really hope that doesn't become a thing, at least with the mainstream of them saying, Oh, I'm gonna have a some machine make this music for me. I'm gonna add a few notes to it and then I'm oh, gonna the AI stuff. Yeah, because it's like it, to me, it just sounds like noise, and that's probably because I just did bands since like forever. Um, but it just it loses the feeling and creativity out of it. it does. Yeah, I um, I, I was uh, so I found this app. I know I'm going off the going off topic a little, but I found this app where you could like do the gen like do the cartoon characters and anime characters and have them like sing R and B songs and wh- whatever song. And I was trolling my brother. I, I found like these army songs he hates and did it in the voice of Vegeta. <laughs> so just picture Vegeta. So picture Vegeta singing the thong song. Yo, that is that is <laughs> I, I was saying shit like that. That's the trouble. <laughs> I feel wrong that even that you mentioned that. This is truly amazing time. Can you imagine a Vegeta on Dragon Ball Z? Whatever time it came out before the internet, you're talking about songs and stuff. <laughs> what a wonderful time. 
But yeah, they uh, there's a lot of those on TikTok on TikTok where they just find a uh I found Plankton um doing the uh what's that song by uh oh no 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 is it Silk the Shocker and It Ain't My Fault? It was like a Plankton doing that It Ain't My Fault, and then there was one where Patrick and um Plankton were doing um what's that song by Sean Bad Boys? Wait, and then Plankton's oh. doing the uh the what's that voice that that uh Jamaican voice that oh like he's it's mm-hmm. it's a bunch of those yeah it's it's a lot of AI ones the one that uh I saw was it Jasmine Sullivan she had like uh, not her but like they had Goku <laughs> SpongeBob Patrick and Squidward <laughs> it said bikini body bikini bottom boys. And I know that I know that I know seen that, that one. You seen that one? I, I know that I know that channel. <laughs> they did it. that same that channel. You know the uh Herbert, the dude from um Family Guy. Herbert the pervert. Yeah. Yeah. They would have him singing R and B songs to uh Chris. Yeah, like creepy. <laughs> like it seems like you're ready by R. Kelly. Have it's like you know what I mean? <laughs> the internet has too much power. Yeah, so that's oh crazy. My God. Like this AI stuff is oh Jesus Christ! It's it's there's it's too many accessible things to the public. Oh God, it's, it's somewhat creative when you can get a cartoon character to do something that's a little bit out of Vegeta doing an R and B song is a little bit. You know, you know, you watch like him doing an R and B songs out of character. Yeah, no, but at the same time, though, as we're talking about this, I kind of like got chilled down my spine because just like, you know, like how, uh, how like how easy, how easily like they're doing this. Like, yeah, sure, they're doing. It's easier to do this because like the AI can like go back and like search like all the different ways this character would say this, so they can really make it sound like this, like uh, this character is like actually singing to a degree for some of them, (laughs) but like. What if like somebody took like let's say a recording of somebody's voice of just mm-hmm. like saying something, just just enough to where it could be replicated through an AI, yeah. and then they they have the AI like just talk for them like that. It's kind of creepy. I know it's kind of off topic, and you know it kind of cut no, the mood a little bit. No, no, I, I just that just came to my mind. Yeah, that that that's something. That's one of the drawbacks from AI. And and again, I don't want to go too much off topic, but with you know with the strike that's happening in hollywood mm-hmm. that's been a big been, um fixed though but there is oh, um, a whole prop i'm sorry the writers guild um no longer striking okay yeah. um, aren't there two this is the sag and then the the writers yeah, I, I don't read too much into it because it's okay. awesome yeah but um, the writer's not striking anymore though yeah, okay, that, the writers aren't, but, the bigger, actor- but there is a problem with data um data the ai and people's Bases being used and they want to get paid rights and stuff. I mean, so Selma Hayek, um, she, I think she sued some company recently because they used her um, face or something. But, you know, it was just kind of playing on the idea, like you mentioned. Again, we're now moving off topic, but I'll wrap it up really quickly. But um, just even with Black Mirror, with the whole first opening episode of Simon Hayek, even um, using her face and this imagery technology, and it's like, how far can you take it? Um, I just finished um, 
what's anime am I watching now? I'm watching um Good Night World or something, but um it was just like the idea of a um an AI that and that you know becomes sentient inside of a video game. And um, you know, you're connected to the game and all of a sudden, spoilers alert, um, you know, the spoilers coming, but um, you know, but if you connect to the game, the AI is now Hit, um, flash into the back of your head. So now wherever you go, you now see this image of this very deathly ghost-like creature um, that's just here to study you. And the creature um, is putting people through these rigorous tests. It's how you're killing people because it ultimately wants to be human. But, you know, it's a very frightening subject when you start thinking about it. Am I not just saying that AI yeah, can ever, you know, replicate something like that and enter a human brain? But, um, you know, but as we start to talk about integration of technology and wearing you know bio whatever wearable technology like with eyes and stuff and having implants and all these different things it's um you know what happens if those symptoms systems are compromised you know what happens if we can upload a identity a soul or at least some type of image into a virtual yeah it, it just seems like mankind as we know it could could create its own problems with AI and robots, you know, coming into, we're giving them too much. I, I don't know, but it, it is one of those topics that's like triggering. Yeah, I mean, deep fakes are definitely a thing, and um, some of the ones that they have of, uh, you know, even though making fun of um, Trump or even making fun of um, um, Biden or Obama, the the deep fakes are so sophisticated that it is a little uh, scary with that type of technology. You know gets out um especially with just how gullible most people are to believe anything they see online we can't mm -hmm. think correctly about uh, situations or what they just saw so yeah it's definitely uh a lot of possibility for exploitation yeah a lot a lot but you know I mean, it's my fault for taking us off. Uh, off uh, no, no, it's good. It's like, as we just talking about, it's just like it's, it's, a, it's extra content. In my mind, but yo, they could really do that if they're not already. Yeah, I mean, like we, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell you guys after the show. But I'm okay. so great. <laughs> yeah, but again, to Drake, I'm gonna say this. This is my opinion. Take a break. Stop making music. And get back to some, get back to where you were when you did nothing was the same and take care where you actually cared about making cohesive albums. Like, I miss from time, Drake. I miss nothing was the same, Drake. I miss, uh, yeah, I miss the old con, yeah, yeah Underground Kings, Drake. <laughs> yeah. I miss 5 a.m. in Toronto, Drake. This new Drake, listen, a, a man is free to paint their fingernails and put stuff in their hair, they're free to do that. But a 37 yeah. year old man doing that. At some point, you got to draw the line. I mean, like, I didn't realize I was old until I started seeing, you know, guys wearing um, pearl necklaces, like, out in public, like, the real thing. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what, like, what, why are you wearing pearls? Like, that's a chick, you know, jewelry. Like, it just bothered me to an emotional it's, level. But, you know, again, it's like, you know, times do change. Yeah, we in new times. We in new times. Speaking of new times and how you feel. How would you feel if your partner farted in front of you? This was a debate on Shannon Sharp. <laughs> so what? Said big change of topic. Yeah, how would you change? A smelly change. But uh, 
How would you feel if your partner farted in front of you? This was something I took from the Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco show that they have. This is something they were talking about. Well, Shannon Sharp said he would kick the girl out because it's nasty. What are your thoughts? <laughs> that sounds just like <laughs> What would you do? I mean, personally, uh, like it's not a relationship until someone farts, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I view it. I mean, like if it's stinky, like excuse yourself or leave the room or I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I mean, like as long as you're not like being bombarded with it, like, like, like yeah, okay, you know, everybody farts, it's cool, whatever. But after a while, you just like you just filling up the room with it, like like you like you sick, you got gas, you need to get up out of here, go to the bathroom, go somewhere. Don't just don't just populate this room with that. It's nasty. Yeah, that's indecency. You know, me, I'm like, you know, there was a bathroom over. This goes so like I don't. It depends on like the stage of the relationship. Honestly, if it's early, it's like a sign where it's like, yeah, you nasty. So that's a deal breaker for you if you're at. I like, mean, early, early, it'll be a deal breaker. Something and the person just farts and you just hear it. You're gonna break up with them on the spot. Yeah, I mean, but it's kind of like when I'm. Con- it's situational to- too, though, right? Yeah, because like let's let's say you know like in this scenario, let's say you know like the partner who you with like has is having like indigestion, but they been like I don't know. They they get into a position where like oh I I'm in this position now I farted it's like it wasn't intentional it's because like they got to that position like where they dropped something or like they had to move awkwardly and they they kind of just released it without having to help themselves yeah that that's that I mean obviously that would be a different you know I would I would have some but like early like if you're doing that it's kind of like eh if we're like. Deep into the relationship, I've known you for a couple of years, and you do that. I'll be like, "Yo, just go to the bathroom." I'll excuse it a couple of times because obviously we're. I yeah. know you, but damn bathroom or go to the side. Do like it's. it's I, me, I, I've I had a roommate that liked to pass gas and not, not care. I've told oh, you about man. this. <laughs> so, yeah, like if especially if it, see Avery. I had a situation. I don't want to. I don't know if he wants me to say this, but you would warn us. You gave us a warning, like, "Yeah, bro, don't go to the bathroom 30, 45 minutes." That's respect. You know what I mean? But I mean, I would have liked a you know a nice little cushy bathroom in um, Chesapeake, whatever it was. Not Chesapeake. Cambridge. Oh, uh, Cambridge. Yeah, they got some nice places. I mean, like, I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't have that luxury in a you know a, a quad, a dorm with twelve other people <laughs> come in and out, and I got to share bathroom space. <laughs> but you, you think I respect it? You give us a warning, so that 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 that's like that's a courtesy. But to just pass gas and not keep, like my old roommate would do, and then it's bad to the point where like I'm mixing it, I'm doing my I had an air freshener, and it smells like butt and cherries. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. that'd be the worst. Oh, real quick, that is the worst. That's why it's partially why I hate air fresheners a little bit because just like if that if the gas is too strong, it just makes it so much worse, bro. Or or, yeah. or, or even worse if it's too if if the air freshener too weak and it just mix it in. It's like it. What was the point? 
You do. You, yeah, you like, ruined. Imagine the gas, like, um, just kind of like having a face, like, you can't kill me. Right. <laughs> like, like, like I, you've only made me stronger. Right. <laughs> now I am pungent. I filter yeah. through your nose, and you think it's sweet. You invite me, and then I <laughs> deliver my killing blow. <laughs> Say goodbye to your nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> To the woman out there, you know, or to anyone who's in partnership with anyone, <laughs> please, you know, go to the bathroom. You don't got to make your partner suffer. And don't do it because, oh, well, I heard some stuff. Like, well, she ain't really a wife if she can't pass gas in front of you. Really? This is going to be nasty? Huh? Right. I mean, like, like, and again, like, it's. It's one thing if it happened like like casually, like oh okay, it's like whatever everybody farts, but it's just like it's a constant thing. It's just like yo, you, you just kind of just stinging it up over here, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I not, saw, I'm not gonna do I'm not gonna do that to somebody. No, just walk around just like <laughs> oh excuse me, <laughs> like no it's not it's not it's not like that over here. Yeah, I, I I've seen couples that say yeah I can I can take a shit while my my my, my my significant others taking a shower. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm serious. Nah, I mean, like, come on, man. Like, what do we? I don't want to smell your doo doo while I'm. <sighs> it's like there's some things I would like personally not want to know about my partner, but <laughs> it's that's one of those. And it's like I just don't want to see you defecate or something, or you know. Using the bathroom when the door is open. Yeah, honestly, anybody for that matter. <laughs> like it's just you know, there, there's just a level of privacy that everybody should respect of each other. Yes. I think that's one of them. Yeah, for sure. You know, you want to be uh you're uh Chris, you remember the big Josh skit? Um uh, I'm coming to where homies in the bathroom taking oh. a shit and his girl yeah, will let yeah, him take yeah. a shit. She's yeah. like, there might be some bitches. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> he was like, "This don't even make any sense." Like, <laughs> 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 those kids, boy, those kids is fucking hilarious. But mm-hmm. yeah, mm-mm. not for me. Farting, farting in front, of, like, nah. Be That's aware if you want to date Peter, do not fart. Don't do that. In front not, of not after bat. Wait till he's comfortable. Yeah. Usually even with that, I'll give you a grace period before I tell you. Like, come on, man. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um, I think that's it for the show. I don't think I got anything you guys want to get off your chest. Um, I, How much I hate 21 Savage. <clears throat> Why? You hate 21 Savage? Okay, I, I just can't, I can't get with him. I mean, he's getting popular because he's, you know, reached that you know, the breaking point of, you know, people, hey, I'm still around, notice me type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just, I never really liked his music. Um, and when I do hear him, it's not her. Um, trying to think, I'm getting sleepy, so the words aren't it's, coming it's out. Not, it's, not a, it's not appealing to you. Yeah, he doesn't appeal to me like at all. And it's, it's not his sound, but um, I was just noticing him because he was on one of Drake's um, songs here and he has such a large part. But, you know, I was just thinking I heard him on the radio um, a few times today and I'm just I, I just still can't get with it. I think the last thing I actually took him seriously on was. 
the, the the short album he did with um with Cole and um I just wasn't a fan. Yeah, I I've grew at first when he first came out and I, I blame uh the freshman list, I thought he was trash. Just so, just, yeah. just off of the how they XXL did that thing where they had them I thought he was horrible. Mm-hmm. But then when you get into like his core music and his sound and what he actually does. I heard no heart. I was like, this is your heart. This is 21 Savage, the dude that was trash in the freestyle. Oh, and then, you know, sell the certain things. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's like, for me, like, I, I'm, I'm also kind of like Avery, like, and well, I guess both of you really like when I first heard 21 Savage, I did not like him. It probably took me two to three years, you know, on and off, just like, like, you know, hearing him either like on the radio or somebody's playing his music to actually like give him like a real chance. And then after that, like, like, OK, you know, he's he, he's pretty decent. Now he's like, like in, in my phone, like he's in. I got him in a couple of my playlists, like still not necessarily like my favorite rapper, but it's just like I I respect his craft now. Yeah, like I feel like lyrically he got better. Yeah, I see. I and see. That, that's also it. Like he. He 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 did progress as as the years went on. Yeah, yeah I think I started listening to him during Belt Space Killers, but um, yeah, I mean he's still relatively recent to me, and I'm kind okay. of like a snob when it comes to artists anyway. Because I'm like, I want you to survive a few years before I actually start listening to you before I call myself a fan. Man, okay. So yeah, like, funny. don't take my stuff to heart, but oh no 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 yeah no 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 no, bro. I used to hate uh, Chance the Rapper. Really? I, I oh, really? Yes, I hated Chance the Rap. I hate. This is interesting because I would think you. I really think you would. Li- you and Germ would like. No, I I, I like him now. Uh-huh. But but like when he first came out, everything he made to me trash. Get it out my face. Is is it because he was very like <laughs> loud on his records and he would just be out there at times? It just it, it felt obnoxious. Yeah. Okay. It felt. I'm That's, just like I'm like I don't what? Know what about twenty one too. Yeah, I was like, "What? What is this guy doing here, man? Y'all just, y'all just give anybody money on a track, huh? I, I could go make music, just, just, just say words, and y'all pay me, huh? That, that, that's really how I felt. But at, after I listened to him, like get better, uh, I, I had, I had to play. Oh, what's the, what's the, what's the mixtape? Uh, a uh, coloring book, not coloring book. Uh, it, ten, it was, ten something. What was the? Um, I forget. I forget, but but it's. I used to listen. I, I was. Uh, it it took like maybe f- no. It was, it was longer than five years ago. We were in college when I is started. it acid rap. It might have been one before acid rap. Ten day. Okay, it was ten day. It was ten day. Yeah, yeah it was. It was. I I kept listening to ten day, uh, like, uh, like maybe two or three times. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, cause, cause it's like it was, it was like something in there. It's just like I don't know what it is now, but it's just like I can tolerate this. And then by the time Acerac came out, I said, okay, maybe, maybe I can enjoy this guy's music. And then like as like time continued to progress from there, it's just like okay, I might be a fan of this guy. Yeah, when he first came out, I, I didn't think he was trash. I just thought like his type of rapping wasn't for me. Because it was a little bit too. He's campy. Yeah, like the like the good the good kid trying to rap 
type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a a good version. Oh. I, I, this might sound crazy, but like a a good version of Nick Cannon as a rapper. <laughs> Nick Cannon can actually rap. <laughs> That's what chance. So <laughs> sorry. I mean, it's fun. It's not supposed to be taken too seriously. Yeah, like it was t- kind of like that. But that's very specific though. I I understand exactly what you meant when you said that. Yeah, but like when he <laughs> dropped acid rap and then coloring book, coloring book was what like I was like, oh this dude's good. But the big day was when I was just like, he's trying too hard. He's trying too hard. Like he was trying too hard to make a he was trying too hard and he loved his wife. Uh, Listen, you can love your wife, but on yeah, every I song, I don't bro, think he ever actually said uh, like that bar in in the in the uh, album, though, did he? He didn't, but he would always reference. He referenced his wife. Like I remember, yeah, yeah, he, he references, references his, wife. his wife. But I just, I just remember like everybody going like, "Why he loved his wife so much?" And I just kept thinking like, "Why does everybody hate him loving his wife?" I mean, like, they made it bigger than what it was. They kind of made it bigger for than what sure. It was. Like, like don't get me wrong. Like he definitely referenced her a lot. He did, but I was just like, I mean, like he, what, like, okay, it's okay for a dude to like name fifty odd girls in his song, but he gonna name his wife fifty odd times instead. I mean, I mean, what's his name? John Legend does it every other album, right? Yeah, (laughs) but he's an R and B dude, so don't give him a pass. Yeah, yeah. uh, What's his name? Uh, what's what's the guy's name? Yeah, I mean, I think there was the that was the concept of the album, the big day. So it was mm-hmm. about his wedding. So exactly. I mean, like, what what do you, what do you expect? It's an album about his wedding. Look at it like this, though. Look at it like this, though. Right? I'm not trying to like come at Chance the Rapper, but it's like a guy that kind of rap that raps kind of like that Nick Cannon shit that I was just telling you. Mm-hmm. Talking about his wife all the time, you can see that how people can look at that and be like, "Man, this nigga corny." Not saying I, I agree with it. He, not, he, he he doesn't have that grit, the sound. Exactly, it just sounds like oh my, this. this. It's like you only expect him to get for so far because he he's not. Yeah. Well, he is unique, but he doesn't fit the whole. But he's always been a positive rapper, so I don't yeah. Know. It's coming from Chicago where they have well, oh I want to get this off before we get off. Um something from me. Usher is going to headline the Super Bowl. He's gonna be the Super Bowl halftime show performer. Yep. He finally made it. He won the big Usher one. Raymond. And I've seen Usher in Vegas. Boy, mm-hmm. y'all about to see something special, man. I was gonna kill that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better not be getting my hopes up, Peter. And I mean, I know he's selling out salt shows and charging thousands of dollars for a seat at the Vegas, but so I got it for cheap. I, I, I got it, I got it early when COVID was going crazy. Some tickets right now like five hundred dollars. When I bought it, it was like I bought it for like one fifty. Shit is four hundred and something dollars. <laughs> and after the Super Bowl, them shit's gonna be like crazy. But but yeah, shout out to Usher Raymond for headline for. You know, headline in the Super Bowl. He's gonna do that. Um, it, the, the Super Bowl's in February, correct? Yeah. Okay. But shout, shout out to him. He's gonna kill it. I know he's gonna. Kill it. But yeah, that's it for the show. Um, I think we got off what we wanted to get off personally. 
I learned a lot that I didn't know. Um, but um, Chris, your uh, your, your social. Oh gosh, Chris, social uh, on Twitter because we still call it Twitter over here. Mm-hmm. You can find me at big Chris underscore five seven until they charging us for it. After that, you won't find me on Twitter no more. That's fair. Uh, find them on Threads. On, you're on Threads. Yeah, I am. Hey. shit. I've been I've been thinking about looking at Threads, but and on IG, you can uh, find me at. Was it everybody loves Chris? Yep. I think it was loves Chris. It was something backwards from everybody hates Chris. But yeah. And my boy Ave. I don't have them. I deleted all of them and I am an isolationist in my own island. No, I, um, <laughs> you can find me on IG. That's the only one I still have that I use um, at Avery Capital Cooper OOPA. Okay. Yeah, my uh my social media is at Kofi Peter on Instagram. I don't really use Twitter like that, so you, you, you don't see me on Twitter. And um for the podcast, our IG is at official kickback podcast. Follow us there for content, for um videos, reels. We'll get back to that. Kind of a slow lately, but we'll get back to that. But yeah, um also on our YouTube page, this video will be dropping um at uh well, official out of the you know, official kickback podcast on YouTube. Yeah. So subscribe, please. Uh, f- subscribe, like, do all of that. Run our numbers up. Yeah. Put a comment there. To let, let us know your opinions on what we talk about. I know we, we talk about a lot of stuff. Let us let, let us know. But <laughs> I like always say to close the show, stay black. I'm going to say stay black. Stay woke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just forgot your own sign off. Right, right. But like I always say, stay black, stay woke. Thank you y'all. for tuning this week's Bye. episode of the Kickback. <laughs> We're available on all podcasts and platforms, and we ask that you like, comment, share, and subscribe. And do us a favor and hit that notification bell, too. And please rate and review us on any platform available. And as always, we like you. We love you, but we gotta go. Bye. We'll kick back. We'll kick back. Yeah, we'll kick back.